Hi guys, welcome to episode 6 of Everything In Between. In this episode, we are pumped because we literally have our first guest on the show, um, a very, very special friend of ours. And in this episode, we will be talking about intercultural marriages, intercultural relationships, and just everything to do with that. Um, We really want to hear from you. We really want to hear your stories, your thoughts. Let us know what you think, interact with us, and we really, really hope that you enjoy this episode. Bye everything in between everything in between everything in between everything Wait, oh. Oh, All hello. Right. Hi, ladies. Hi. That's <laughs> so cool. Yes, it's working. Oh. Aura, Hi, girl. Like, Aura's super, like, gadgeted up. Like, she does it, like, they use some other thing where they, like, connect their mics and, like, really? have, like, <laughs> yeah. we, we're, new, we're new babies in this game. We don't even know how to even do that. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> I can't take any credit because, you know, they already started it without me and then I yeah. trained as an addition. So mm. they they kind of have all the setup. They actually do it with excellence. I mean, we do it with excellence because it's me now as well. But, wow. yeah, I can't take any credit. <laughs> no, but it's cool. You can because you're part of it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you for joining. Do you want to That's do a little okay. intro? Oh, Jen, you can intro actually, and then Aura can introduce herself. Yeah. Okay. So we're just gonna kick off. Aura, it's just gonna be like a chit chat, like nothing to be worried about. Literally, like you've listened to the pod, so it's not an yeah. interview. Yeah. So we're literally just gonna start now, and I'll edit it and stuff like that. So I'll give you an intro, and then you can introduce yourself. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. So hey guys. Hey. We're back again on everything in between and we're getting better. Um, firstly, we are actually really sad because we did a really, really great episode for you guys um, last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, a couple of and then we list, Yeah, and then we listened to the audio and then it was just trash. So uh, yeah, we can't use that anymore. But we're not going to tell you what it was on. We're just going to do it again and surprise you um, later. But um, today is like really, really exciting because we have our first official guest. You know, you're our first guest. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, can I speak? I wasn't sure if you wanted me to, if, if you were gonna do an intro and then I can oh, do it. No. Oh, yay! See, we'll give you, I'll give you an intro. So basically, guys, the first guest that we have is my my girl, my sister, our friend, literally, um, and her name is. Ore Amodadzi. Say hi, Ore. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, she's a pro at this game as well. She has a podcast of her own. Could, yeah, plug it, plug intro it. That your, 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 your intro. Yeah, definitely. So you guys can check it out. It's called Real Talk, Real Walk, and that's R T R W on the socials. Um, yeah, Real Talk. Mm-hmm. Real Walk. Look at that professional intro. That intro, yeah, professional exactly. plug. I, I still don't know what social. <laughs> every, <laughs> every, every episode, she's like, oh, oh, better tell them what our socials are. <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but Aura, please introduce yourself to our lovely listeners. Just okay. Yeah. So as Jen and Opera have already said, I'm Aura. I'm, I'm friends with them both. They're my girls. Um, I've been married now for coming up to two years. Next month is going to be two years. Which what, is, what? Yeah, it's gone so quickly. Um, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's all you need to know, really. I'm in my late twenties. Aura, no, Oh my goodness. Okay, what do you do? Like, yeah. Okay, I didn't know what you wanted to okay, no, go so... in, go in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, um, like I said, I've married two years. Professionally, I work in financial services, specifically within compliance. I work for consulting, well, a business advisory and consulting company. So I do their regulatory consulting. Um my husband, he is an accountant. He works in-house for a company. And he also is an athlete, a professional athlete on the side as well. He does yeah. 60 metres, 100 metres as well. So, yeah. Wow. Most <laughs> talented. Wow. That's something. Should we do... Ope's going to do this, though. Not me. <laughs> Ope, should you do some quick five questions for Ore? I think you should. Yes. Okay. Um, you didn't really prep me for this? <laughs> I didn't even tell him. Two years. Uh, oh wait, I think we lost you. Say yeah, it again. we okay. lost just a bit. Oh, see, it's, I think it's me that even misses this thing up. Okay. okay, so you said you've been married for two years. Yeah. Um, 
what's been kind of like the best thing about marriage so far? I think it's just been being able to merge our lives together because obviously when we dated, uh, we didn't do long distance or anything. We live in the same country. We went to the same uni and everything, mm-hmm. but we didn't live together. We didn't, we, I don't think we even spent a night together at all until mm. we got married. Wow. So yeah, that part of like um, marriage was probably for me, what I would say was the best bit. Perfect. Oh, and then on the flip side, what's been the most challenging? Oh girl, that first year was tough. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. I know that you people say, "Oh, first year is what you make it." Some people say it's amazing. Some people will say it's tough. I think for us, it was there were just a lot of adjustments. I said my husband's an athlete. He wasn't an athlete when we were engaged or okay. dating or any of that. Oh. He got into that actually after we got married. Wow. So we had I had to adjust to that, like not having him at home as often mm-hmm. because of his training schedule. So I think for us, it was just probably that first year and adjusting to new jobs new lives new everything perfect wow that's really interesting sorry to interject but that's just interesting because I always seem to think that like people don't develop new hobbies in marriage ah yeah I don't know why like I mean I you really do, do but it's just like I guess in my mind I just think like everything becomes together do you know yeah. what I mean so that's really yeah. interesting to hear that he started that like after marriage but yeah yeah I wasn't even podcasting um I've not oh, even yeah. been on the podcast for very long, but I mean, I wasn't even podcasting before we got married. So you definitely, I would yeah. say, we've definitely developed new hobbies. Perfect. I'm sure yeah, we'll delve into that a bit later as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, where are you from? Nigeria. What, what, what? Of course. <laughs> well, my name's Ore. I can't really hide where I'm from. Even if I wanted to. But my husband is Ghanaian, actually. Okay. So that's why my surname is Ghanaian surname. Okay, making sense. Okay, that was going to be my fourth question. So fifth question, <laughs> Um, are you excited today to, to join us? I am, actually. I'm really excited. You know, I just love <laughs> to chat. So, and this is just like having a conversation with my sisters. So, Aww, you know what? I yeah. love it. I love it. Okay, cool. So what, what, what we want to talk to you about today is basically the merging of two different cultures in marriage um you know when when you kind of go on this like marriage journey or even from the moment you get engaged I think it just opens up this whole world of um of of a different life that you're not really used to um and this is you know why we even start this podcast is just to have the conversations about all of those things um in between the things that you show people so I guess Jill and I were talking about okay what can we talk about in the next coming weeks and this came up um and we were thinking about who would be the perfect person. And we just thought you, because obviously, as you said, you're married to a Ghanaian. And I'm sure that, you know, that comes with its own challenges. I'm sure positives as well. So what we just want to do today is hear about that. Um, so, yeah, do you want to talk to us about maybe, maybe intro us to your relationship? How did you guys get together if you're happy to? Um, and then you can talk to us about how the merging of the cultures came and stuff like that. And I'm sure we will ask you questions as we go along. Mm-hmm. But yeah, open up cool. the floor. So, yeah, so as I mentioned briefly, I think, earlier, we met at university, so we went to the same uni. It wasn't, like, love at first sight or, or anything like that. So when mm. we met, we actually met, like, in the first week of university. And there's a funny story to how we met, but oh. I don't know if you guys want me to go into yes. that or not. Yes, please. When <laughs> okay, <I think. laughs> so we met, <laughs> we met in the first week of university. You know when you, you first start university, everyone's excited, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I, It was freshers' week, and there was a party going on <laughs> like it was, it was called the party was called Alize. okay <laughs> what like the wine okay. yeah like the drink oh, yeah Alize. <laughs> so I'd seen the flyers and everything and I had met another one of his friends who he knew from before we went to university earlier on in the week mm-hmm. and we were all talking about going to this Alize me and the girls who later became my housemates but at the time they were my friends I'd known them from back home okay so we we're all talking together and she was like, oh, let's go to this party, Alizé. We're going to go. So the mutual friend of ours, that was Eugene's friend from before university, mm-hmm. was like, oh, you can go to Eugene's house before the party. You guys can all get in a taxi from his flat mm-hmm. to the um, the location. To the location. Mm-hmm. Now, I was like, who's Eugene? Who's, like, we were all like, who's Eugene? She's like, oh, my friend. He's cool. Fine. We get in a taxi. I don't think she'd informed him before that we were going to turn up. Oh, or gosh. that I think she informed him, like, maybe five minutes while we were on her way. She was mm. just like, oh, Eugene, yeah, I've sent Ori and her friends to, to your for flat. Mm. So we knock on the door. He opens up. And my guy is topless. Ooh. And we were wow. just, and, like, me and my friends, we came to uni, like, all on this, like, biblical hype. We still are. Yeah. We just, like, <laughs> <very> topless. Like, <laughs> Put your shirt on. Like, what are you? Do? I think he thought, oh yeah, three girls are coming to the house. 
let me just you know show them what I'm working yeah. with and wow. we were just not the same we were just not in that right mindset and we literally tease him relentlessly the whole time like I've just met this guy for the first time and he's topless we were just like what are you doing put your shirt on he was trying to tell us he was ironing his shirt but we were just like mm-hmm. how convenient Do you put, exactly we, we, were just, we were just like how convenient you heard three girls were coming he just got like we tease him relentlessly <laughs> bless him so that's how we met we became friends through uni and then in our third year I'm skipping loads but yeah in our third year we kind of were like okay we got feelings for each other mm-hmm. and I was like do you know what I want to focus on my exams let me do my exams let me graduate because my second year I had not done that great and I needed to flip my grades around if I was gonna you know graduate yeah. well mm. so yeah and then we got together just the summer after we graduated well so that summer we graduated just before my actual graduation mm-hmm. day then mm-hmm. we officially got together and then we've been together ever since we uh-huh. dated for three and a half years got engaged we were engaged for a year and a half got married mm-hmm. now we've been married for two years so oh, yeah that's I love it. Uh-huh. quick question and this is what always happens with this podcast you just always go off tangent but do you think I mean you said that you were friends for so you were friends about three years two years before you kind of yeah got so together. we were like friends for two years and then second year we like we realized okay we got feelings for each other and then yeah perfect do you mm. think that's important in in a, in a relationship to kind of you know set that foundation as friends first before delving in or did it just happen at like the that time I would have said yeah no I think friendship first is important mm-hmm. but now I really don't think it makes that much of a difference yeah. <laughs> as really? long as you Why become so? friends. Because everybody has a different story. And I agree. I think, like, some couples start off as, oh, it was love at first night, it's amazing, and then they realise they don't actually know each other. Mm. I think for us, friendship works really well. And I think the type of person that I am, I would have had to be friends with the person first. Right. Like, but I think everybody is different, and some people, you you develop that friendship in the relationship. Yeah. I think it is important mm. to have an element of friendship to your relationship. Mm. Like, yeah. I wouldn't... I, I can't imagine being with someone who I didn't actually like and who wasn't my friend. Yeah. But I don't think right. you need to be friends first. Yeah. No. I agree. I agree. There's um there's a, a popular um MUA that was talking about this and was talking about, you know, her experience and how her and her now husband basically had that love at first sight experience. And I guess it's very difficult to actually have a very a true friendship when mm. you actually just started out fancying mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's been talking about how in marriage they've just been able to develop that and there were pros and cons of that but as you said they've worked on developing it in marriage because it's not every day that you want to be romance romance no sometimes you just want yeah you just want your guy definitely I think especially when you're living with each other and you you know move into that yeah marriage um space you do need to just dig who you're with all the time because Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not every day lovey lovey sometimes it's just just that you know downright okay do I even like you do we have things in common and I do agree (laughs) I do agree that those things build up over time I don't think you need to kind of have that in place I just wanted to go get your your thoughts on that okay cool so then you got married after three years of being in a relationship right we got engaged after three and a half years of feeling we were, we got married five years after being in a relationship oh wow okay that, that's a good amount of time so what I wanted to ask now is so you know you said he's Ghanaian and, and you're Nigerian when did, mm-hmm. that, did that when did that become like apparent or when did that become a that thing was my in your relationship that he was Ghanaian yeah to be honest <laughs> it actually was like never a thing I think it was more of a thing for him than it was for me for me my family have always been kind of progress. Well, let's say my my um nuclear family yeah. because extended mm. family might be a different thing. But my nuclear family, mm-hmm. as in parents mm-hmm. and maybe like uncles and grandparents that you see most of the time, yeah. have never really been that fussed mm-hmm. about who, right. what kind of culture I would marry because my uncle he he's married to a Jamaican. Like we have oh. other cultures within our family. Yeah. Okay. So. For me, it was never a big deal. And I think growing up, my mum would say that she knew that I was probably not going to marry a Nigerian mm-hmm. from um, just the way I was. Like, how was were very, you? I was very like, <laughs> I was very like, I knew I was going to marry a black person. Yeah. But growing up, I wasn't sure whether that would be African, whether that was going to be Caribbean. I just really didn't care. Mm-hmm. I had an experience with somebody who was Caribbean. And I think very quickly for me personally, I then realised maybe this is not going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I kind of just developed some kind of obsession with Ghanaian people. I loved them. And yeah. I was like, I felt like they were quite similar to Nigeria. Yeah. But mm. way gentler. Like, I felt like all the negative things. And this is me personally, because I know somebody might be listening and try to come for me. Mm. But 
But no, say your experience. Yeah. For me personally, I just felt like now I feel differently about this. Mm. But at the time, I felt like Niger- Ghanaian guys were kind of just like a softer version of Nigerian Niger- Niger- guys. Yes. I felt like a lot of the negatives that I had seen in Nigerian guys and men, I mm-hmm. didn't necessarily see mm-hmm. in a lot of my Ghanaian counterparts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that my family kind of my nuclear family really expected me to marry a Ghani. I think from then my mom knew this girl is gone. Like it's, it's never gonna be yeah. a Nigerian never gonna guy. be a, a yeah. Well <laughs> exactly. I mean, my question now then I guess so since you were saying that obviously it became a little it became more apparent for Eugene, your husband, as um before you, you know, if at all, at what point did it become apparent and how did that manifest itself? Like what kind of things would he say? What kind of like what kind of fears did he have? All that kind of if if any fears or things did he so, point out? <laughs> without saying too much, the, the relationship he was in, one of the relationships he'd been in bef- with before me was mm-hmm. with a Nigerian girl. Oh, okay. So for him, he had had experience of a Niger- bringing a Nigerian girl into his home mm-hmm. and meeting his family. And mm-hmm. I think for his parents, they had just they hadn't I don't know if they'd known that many Nigerian people Mm. so they had a lot of stereotypical impressions of Nigerian people Mm. like what what are those I'm really intrigued to know sorry like just obviously say what you can to you know yeah no I feel like maybe (laughs) they just kind of thought that a lot of Nigerian especially like let's say the typical Nigerian auntie yeah that would be like kind of loud obnoxious and Mm, like mm, some mm. of them some of them can be because some people be like, my mom's not like that. Yeah. Mm. But I think for them, for the older generation, that was the impression that they had. Like we come to a home of loud, potentially some arrogant, some some can be obnoxious mm. Nigerian yeah. families. Right. Yeah, we get it. So yeah. I had always known that. Again, my that's why I say my nuclear family because obviously there's aunties and uncles. We all have that one auntie or uncle, <laughs> and this is probably for most cultures, not just yeah. specific to Niger- Nigerian cultures. But my nuclear family that I had grown up in at home, mm. it was very just not like that. Yeah, so, Ora's mum is not like like if you meet Ora's mum, no, that's really no, exactly she's a not. Brit mate. Yeah, <laughs> but do you know what it is though? I think when it comes to this whole cultural thing, I think it's less so about the individuals. If I'm, if if, if from my point of view, I think it's more about the wider family. Do you know what I mean? Because when yes. you start, when you start de- digging deep into like parents who have issues with their children marrying from a different culture, it's mm. basically about that. They don't actually think about okay, what is it going to be like on a day to day for their kids? Mm-hmm. It's more about okay, what is it going to be like when we're planning the wedding? Like, what are the families going to be like? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what do they and believe in? We did kind of run into that, like. By the time we got to the marriage part, of course, from the extended family, there's always going to yeah. be drama. I mean, you guys have planned our planning weddings. Yeah, <laughs> you know the number of um, we can, and we can get people onto involved. that further down mm. the line yeah. of the conversation. But you know mm. how many people are involved in that. Yeah, and so when it gets further down the line, it can be complicated. Mm. Yeah, of course. So, what was what's Eugene's parents like? Obviously, your mom, she's she's a bit of a cool woman. We know she's you know educated. She's got her face like, <laughs> she's mm. composed. But what's what are his parents like? Are they? I would say that they're typical Ghanaians, okay. in the sense that like. Yeah, literally. I don't know how many Ghanaian kind of family or parents that you know, mm-hmm. but they're they're a very Ghanaian family. They're so loving, so amazing, and mm-hmm. very sweet. Mm-hmm. But in terms of culturally, of course, mm-hmm. they're very, their culture is heavily Ghanaian. Yeah, yeah. it's just what it is. So right, then, when right, you right, right. when you guys were coming together, like in terms of marriage, did you feel like that was it? it was it was? What I'm trying to say, like, do you think it would trump your like the Nigerian side of things, or do you know what I'm trying to say? Do you feel like they try to kind of overtake with that? Because you know, what, some, the you know no, like the Ghanaians. Because you know, sometimes like people don't do it like intentionally. But if you're, you know, super cultural, you just are. That's just how you are. And when you're trying to, especially when you take like, a yeah, exactly. Direction. And like yeah. you may just, you just be maybe enforcing that like, it must be this way, it must be this way. Did you feel that when you guys were like planning your wedding or anything? Or? Yeah, I think so. And it's funny because you, you guys were just talking about how British my mum is, and she very much is. But as soon mm. as a wedding is involved, it, really? like, yeah. it, it was like you know everything culture kind of had to not it wasn't the most important thing because obviously yeah. my family are Christians as well yeah. but there were elements of culture that then became Im- more important than I thought that they would be yeah mm. but that's one thing I do appreciate about your mum though obviously she's not my mum like I, obviously I don't spend as much time with your mum as you do and you know her better but it seems like your mum 
because I know like during your wedding planning we had like certain conversations I'm sure we'll yeah. probably get into that on, on the podcast this episode but like for example your mum is very progressive and very what well, I would say quite British she but, is, she, yeah. but she doesn't lose her culture so there's certain things that always mum will still say even though like we still have to do it this way and like culturally like we would still have to acknowledge this so it seems yeah. like your mum still has the balance do you know what I mean yeah no she does and I, I feel for her in the sense that she was in a difficult position because my my dad has passed away so he's been like, at the time when we were getting married he'd been passed away for he'd been deceased should I say mm-hmm. for four years mm-hmm. and I think that made things more difficult for my um, mum because mm. my dad comes from this like massive family in Nigeria. Like literally there's, in terms of grandchildren, there's over uh, probably about 60, 70 wow. of them dotted wow. everywhere. So I think for her, and also the kind of person that my dad was, he was like, even as long as he was alive, it was always about one day when you get married, it's going to be like, if he was alive, I probably would have had to get married in Nigeria. So wow. <laughs> she had, yeah, he was, mm. my dad is, as much as my mum is Butiko, my dad was a traditional Nigerian to the core. Like mm. <laughs> you're gonna tell him otherwise. Like I was coming to Nigeria to his village to get married in, in his oh. like, <laughs> he was alive. And I had always told him that's never gonna happen. Even if he was alive, I would have it probably wouldn't have happened. But I don't think mm. I would have had the wedding that I had yeah. if he was alive. Yeah. It would have yeah. been like a whole party with over a thousand people. Yeah. Like, and it w- would not have been the wedding that I ended up having. So my mum was yeah. in a very difficult position in, in the sense that we needed to make sure that we honoured my father and honoured his family oh, and honoured right. a lot of what he would have wanted yeah. us to do uh, on the wedding day. Mm. But so also, yeah, also allowing me to have the wedding that I wanted, which wasn't that whole Nigerian hall party thing mm, yeah. and where possible <laughs> on our Eugene's culture mm. Mm. exactly so I mean okay I mean like kind of backtracking a bit so you were saying about how Eugene had obviously dated a Nigerian before you yeah, so exactly. what was that experience like in terms of did you find that well I have two it's a twofold question firstly what was his family's reaction like to you at first and secondly um did he project any of his previous experiences onto onto you or your relationship and like what your family might be like from a cultural perspective I don't think he projected to be honest I don't think he had time to because he met my family quite early whereas I met his family it was still like fairly early I think it was probably still within that first year but it was a lot later than I had introduced him to my home part of that was by mistake but part of it was also intentional so Mm. I talked about us being friends Mm. and because I'm quite close to my mum and close to my family like naturally they would know a lot of the friends that I had in my life including male friends and including like if I had like guys that I had maybe spoken to or dated in the past they were always like cool with that Mm. as long as I kind of kept it 100 yeah Mm. so from early he had met my family not like I'll come over for dinner, but he met. I remember yeah. we came home from uni together on a train, and my mum mm. had picked me up from the station, and I was with him. So I was like, "Oh, this is my friend Eugene." So from there, yeah. she kind of knew who who he was, and then mm. after that, and she realised I was kind of getting close to this Eugene. She was like, "So what's going on with this Eugene?" So from <laughs> there, <laughs> she had always known about him, so it was never a problem for me to bring him to my my family home. Mm. Right. Whereas for him, I think that that took a lot longer. A because of where he had in the past dated Nigerians and maybe if he'd heard any stereotypical comments from Nigerians, from his family, Mm. I think he wanted to wait to introduce me Mm. to them because of that. Mm. So then me hearing all of that from him without having met his parents, Mm. it made me really nervous. Like, Because I was just like, oh my gosh, like... But equally, I was kind of confident because I knew that my family were not what... I don't think it was what they had expected from typical Nigerians mm. what my family are not stereotypical in the way that they thought that they would be mm, right so I wasn't really that bothered because mm. I know that my family is it's quite easy to get on with my mom my 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 grandparents my my aunties and uncles for the most part so I wasn't really worried but I was more nervous about how they would receive me right as an individual yeah. on top of the fact that I was then Nigerian yeah, yeah yeah just like the normal nerves and obviously just that being like yeah. an extra yeah extra thing. thing yeah do you I think okay just just kind of coming from a different angle so I think for me like when I met um Joe's parents and family because we're both Nigerian I kind of had a good understanding of what I needed to do and you know you know the protocol things like kneel down 
you know, call them mad, all of those things. Like, you kind of, yeah. it's embedded in who you are. So for, for you, obviously, because you weren't maybe particularly used to that kind of culture, did you have to learn certain things? Did you kind of, like, quiz you? Didn't, like, what do I need to do? Or did you just mm. kind of go with the flow? Like, wh- how did you kind of prep yourself? I probably went with the flow. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. also because, like, in you see in Nigerian culture, there's a lot of strong things that, you kind of would have to prep someone for like, okay, kneel down when you meet my parents. Yeah, say, well, then my, so, yeah. yeah, it wasn't, I don't, I don't know if this is a unique thing to my husband's family or if this is just a general thing for Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. For, there's not as much of that stronghold of culture. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, it was okay for me to just be like, oh, good afternoon, auntie, mm-hmm. and just call her auntie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that would be okay yeah and mm. Eugene didn't prep me and say oh this is how that's good this is what you need to call them it's etc etc so at the time I would just be like just and I know I have manners I come from yeah, a good yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't really <laughs> that, feel that like would I be enough do, exactly mm. I didn't feel like I needed to do anything extra because I know how to be around adults so it was just like a yeah. good afternoon auntie etc etc until I became more comfortable with them but in the early days I was just myself really yeah but one thing that I think that like um not an advantage that you had but I think it would be interesting to have Eugene on here because personally for me obviously I don't know whether they're tree fancy or something something else in terms of their Ghanaian tribe Mm -hmm. but I know that as you said I feel the Ghanaian culture is um a lot more softer Mm -hmm. than the Nigerian in certain aspects yeah for example it would be interesting to have Eugene on here to hear what it was like coming into Yoruba culture because personally for me like as somebody that's Yoruba and Ibo I feel that the Yoruba culture can be so like it's quite like not stringent that's not the word I want to use I would you get what I mean like word. it's quite yes very like you know just from um even little things to like you know making sure that you like prostrate and all those kind of things so it would be interesting to hear from his perspective because personally for me if I wasn't Yoruba and I was marrying a Yoruba person I have a friend that actually is in in a in this position I think it would be paramount for your partner to prep you yeah when you see my mom this is how I agree and a lot of people don't do that so did you I know that your immediate family aren't like that, but at some point, did you have to prep Eugene? Yeah, for certain, for certain members of my family, mm. I definitely would have to prep. Um, mm. For example, so yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think the best way to say this, and I don't bring yeah. you under the bus, and nobody, I don't get any text messages if anybody listens <laughs> this. But okay, so for me and my mom and all of that, I would just be like, trust me, my mom's cool. Like, as long as you're polite, she's not gonna have a problem. Like, he didn't need mm-hmm. to kneel down yeah. or mm-hmm. anything. The only thing he would need to do is just call her auntie. Mm-hmm. Like, he's quite playful. Eugene is very, very playful as a by nature. Mm-hmm. He kind of will have a joke with anyone he feels comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So with that, if it's aunties and uncles that are more traditional, I would have to be like, yo, this joke Cut the jokes. <laughs> yeah. Type it down. You need to, yeah, you need to turn it down. And mm. equally, like, and equally, if it's you need to kneel down, sorry, you need to dobale yeah. for certain mm. people. I would, for those who are not Nigerian, dobale is like um when you lie flat, yeah, yeah frustrated yeah. to greet mm. something. And there's levels to a dobale. Mm. Like, exactly. Some people, like you can just use your one finger and stick your leg in the air. Yeah, cool. yeah. Other people, you need to lie. That's mad, you know. That's actually <laughs> mad. You need to be flat. So <laughs> if it was one of those, sense, <laughs> literally, there hell. are. So if it's like if he was me, for example, like my dad's mom, my grandma, my my yeah. my dad's side, I'd be like, yo, you need to lie flat. Whereas mm-hmm. like grandma, my mom's mom, mm-hmm. because she lives in the UK and she's been here for a while, I would be like, now, like maybe the first time he met her, he probably dovaled. But mm-hmm. I think like after that, he would just be like, hi grandma, like yeah, just tell her good afternoon, hello, and greet mm-hmm. her normally. But mm. he he wouldn't like he wouldn't dovale every single time he saw her. Yeah. Whereas I think on my dad for my dad's mum like she's traditional Nigerian like you need to lie flat. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would prep mm-hmm. him for that kind of thing. Mm, I agree with that. And like, how did he feel about the prepping? Did he did he appreciate it? Did he take it as like, okay, for example, I've heard in some intercultural relationships because I seem to have a lot of friends that are in intercultural relationships, and some have found it um not offensive but have kind of felt like it was them being told to change themselves mm. like why should I have to like do you know what I mean especially if they don't necessarily yeah agree. I know what you mean so, I, I've yeah so for so example I have times. huh 
I said I've, huh? I've heard it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have a Caribbean friend who um, is dating someone that's Yoruba. And at first, the whole kneeling down thing for her was just like, I just don't get okay. it. I don't, I don't yeah. agree with it as yeah. well. Especially like her thing was, I'm happy to kneel down for people let's say your immediate family like mm. your grandma your mum your dad all those kind of things because those are the people that I feel you know yeah. I can see why I'm giving them mm. the respect they're going to be looking after our grandchildren they're going to mm. our children they're going to be doing stuff. but a random auntie down the road like I don't get it mm. so how how did Eugene respond to that prepping I think What's for him mean? because he's African mm. I think mm. a lot of African cultures I know Nigerian is the absolute most when it comes to respect. We do the absolute most. Mm. But for a lot of mm. African cultures, that respect mm. for generations and aunties and mm. uncles that are not even your immediate blood, but they might be your mum's best friend, but who's an important... Mm. I think that they understand that because there's that mm. element of similarity that I think a lot of African cultures have mm. in common. Right. I find mm. that... Because um, I have... Uh, I also have a like you a Caribbean friend who's dating a Nigerian and in fact is engaged to a Nigerian so it's, I think it's a bit different yeah I think in, in, yeah, I think in Caribbean culture that element of um, respect the, in the way that Nigerians or Africans do it to kind of like say distant relatives it's not as big a thing mm. but mm. I would say for us we didn't have that much of a problem just because there's that we're, we're West African not only are we both yeah. African but we're West African so there was that similarity in in understanding the kind of respect Mm. that needs to be shown to different levels of the family definitely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think to 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 go back on that I think you know and to move away from Eugene a little bit but I think just culture in terms of in the space of getting getting married I think more so than ever as you were saying that even though your mum is you know fairly British is when you were getting married that that side of her really came out yeah. and it's so prominent and I, I definitely think that when you get married once you've kind of come through the whole process and you're married you either end up like loving your culture even more or you end mm. up despising it like I think for me yeah. I'm still split half half like when I think I about it, I'm like, you. okay, cool. And then when we we got our video for our tried the other day, and I was looking at it and I just was like, this is just all a waste of time. Like, what the hell is this? Like, I just mm. could not get my head around, like, why everything is so long and just extra. And even that prostrating thing, like, they were on, they were, like, lying down for, like, 20 minutes. I'm just like, yeah. what the hell is this? Yeah. So, like, yeah. for you, talk us through your experience with, with like, Nigerian culture. Like, how did you, how do you, did you feel about it? Like, did your perceptions change? Ooh, Chile, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm looking back now because it's two years. I'm like, yeah. oh, do you know what? It's beautiful. But yeah. at the time, there was a, there was times when I actually really despised mm. elements of the culture, mm, especially yeah. when it came to, like, the dowry. Oh, and, mm. oh my goodness. Like, you know, the, spe- the, specific- the, the specifications mm. and the, the way it was so specific, like, it had to be this number of dried fish or whatever. It yeah. had to be this particular <laughs> number of, <laughs> of yams. Of yam. yeah. yeah, honestly, at that point. And it was, there were times when, like, my husband would tell me, like, you know, they, maybe his parents can't find a particular thing. Like, honestly, mm. I really hated it. Then so bad. Because I felt really bad for his family. Yeah. And I yeah. just kind of felt like, oh, man, like, you know, like, they're not even Nigerians. and That's like, the they, thing. They don't really have mm. to do this. Yeah. So specific. Whereas I think my 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 family, my mom, my grandma, they really didn't give a damn. They were just like, "Look, this is what we do. This is how it is. This is it. Marry our daughter. This is what you got to do." Literally, they they didn't care to be quite honest, like, yeah. not in a horrible way. Yeah, no, but, but it's true. Yeah, just wasn't they just weren't that fast? They were just like, "Well, if this is." Honestly, and my mom was my mom more so. She was like, "Look, they're Ghanaians. Their culture is kind of similar. They too, they have to do their diary. <laughs> when is their time?" Like my mom was just like, you know, yeah. they understand. Mm-hmm. This is how it has to be. And, and I, I just was like, I just felt really uncomfortable. <laughs> like I yeah. saw this um, <laughs> meme on Twitter the other day, and it was like this lady just sitting so calmly, and it was just like, this is how you sit when you're doing your. You're just yeah. and everybody's and I kind of felt like that. I just felt so bad, and I was just like, oh man, like you know, after it's all done, I still have, they're still my family. My mom was just like, look, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. even like, like at the time, yeah. Jennifer y
not anti it, but I just don't like it at all. And mm. I don't know, it just made me feel really uncomfortable. And it just made me feel yeah. like, what is the, the essence of this? And it honestly made me feel like, you know, when my kids are getting married, will, will we even, will yeah, will I do it? Will we go as far as doing that? Like, because I think, you know, I, I love being Nigerian and there's parts of my culture that I absolutely love, but I definitely think the marriage side of things, I don't like it because I still think it's quite mm. transactional. And mm. there'll be times where, like, even the person, I say to my mom, like, why are we doing this? Like, what's the point? And she wouldn't even know. Like, she would just be like, yeah. that's yeah. just what we do. That's just what and I'm just like, in this day and age, no, we're just no, doing I things do because that's it. just what we do. Like, we're not, we're yeah. not, we're not finna, like, review things and see if it's, like, relevant. Yeah. Like, to, be fair, mean? to be fair, like, I knew the important, like, my mom would explain, this is why it's important. Mm. Like, you know, they're mm. taking our daughter and yeah. once you get married, this is it for the rest of your life. That's mm. your family. Even now, she'd be like, don't call me, that's your family. Yes. Like, yes. That type of thing. So I guess <laughs> for her, like, she's like, if I'm going to give you my daughter, somebody that I gave birth to, that's not worth yeah. anything. Like, mm. I'm beyond, I'm her first daughter and my mum is like, you know, she's so maternal. She's like, that's my baby. She's like, I'm sorry, but you know, if I, this is yeah, what I ask you for. It's you, true. You don't even cost, you mm-hmm. cost more than everything that I've asked yeah. for. I can't mm. tell you in the shop. So that's yeah. like, this so is this just is a symbol yeah. of the years that, you know, yeah. your, your parents yeah. have put into raising you and making mm. you who you are. Yeah. So now there's like an element of understanding that I have. I didn't like, some of it I still don't like, even on the trad day and the alaga and all of that, this is how much you have to bring, like be bringing more money. Like, obviously yeah. it's, nice, it's a nice feeling. You're like, yeah, I'm priceless. Like, bring that money. <laughs> Extortion, but, you know, it's still a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Definitely. Like, this is someone's life, this is someone's family. But now looking back, like I do see and understand the importance of the, the dowry, I understand mm. it. And sometimes like when my me and my husband are arguing, I can just joke with him and be like, look, you paid X, Y, Z for me, so you better not break my heart. You better, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, mm, yeah, like, true, look, yeah. When I left my mother's house, this is the standard I was living in. I can't come and live in a worse mm. standard. Like, yeah. so now I'm like, you know, I get it. I yeah. use it as, mm. as banter. But yeah. at the time, I felt so uncomfortable. There was something that I just really didn't like about it. Yeah. Do you know what? I think, actually, have you guys seen on Twitter the, um, the woman who's pounding yam? Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. The, from Ivory Coast. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys yeah, think that about is. that? Burkina Faso, I think she was from. Yeah, Burkina Faso. Um, do you I know what? Me, I didn't like watching it. To be honest, I just thought it was ridiculous. I thought <laughs> I, I personally thought it was ridiculous because of the public spectacle made of it, mm. and like, like I thought she was quite skilled. I thought she was amazing. But in terms of the video, like watching it made me feel really uncomfortable me because, yeah, because it was just kind of like she's having to prove her worth. It's becoming a public spectacle. Yeah, people are there like pound. I can't understand what they were saying, but I'm I'm sure they like, like pounds, do like that. <laughs> one person's wiping her head. Like oh. it's just how much of these skills are you really gonna use? Yeah, and that's why me be in your house? when I saw it, I just laughed because honestly, if I had to do that, I would have failed the test to this day. Yeah, I, I laughed. I yam and I know, please don't judge me I can't believe I'm admitting this on, on I can't on, pound yam I can't pound yam so if, I was just laughing like I'm glad that wasn't me boy because yeah. I would not be married <laughs> right now <laughs> who felt the taste you would just felt the taste exactly. I would have felt and the thing is I can cook but I just can't pound yam it's yeah. not yeah. Yeah. So I was just like do you know what it is kind of sad when you see stuff like that because it kind of makes you think well in the way we are marriages we kind of we share things like I don't mm. do all the cleaning my husband will clean yeah. as much as I like to cook and that's because that's what I want to do mm. if, if I'm tired one day I'll just like, I'm not cooking today yeah. he can go to the kitchen he can cook for that's himself it. that kind of thing yeah. and I think by doing that it can encourage people to men to not necessarily help out in the home no definitely yeah. and I think I think you know what you just explained about the, earlier about culture and how you understand the importance of it and I get it too and I definitely think that you know it should be at the heart of it and that should be the core but I just think we also need to I think maybe you'll be more our generation but we need to adapt now and review so for example I think with the diary things as opposed to it just being like yam all those things I think when it comes to mm-hmm. us our time maybe we'll think about it for I don't know things that could be more valuable maybe it'll be a house yeah, exactly. maybe you'll be like okay mm-hmm. give let's let's what <laughs> I think our generation I think our culture just needs to like like it just needs to come it needs to like fix up I just feel like in the days and age where like Jews and Asians like they give their like they set their, their kids up I feel like for us mm. it should be more about okay if you want to marry my daughter like where's the house that she's going to move into like how are we going to like let's 
that money that you're using for the dowry, like, let's, let's oh, put I money agree. together and let's buy them their house. Or mm, yeah. they, do, do they have a car? Let's get, you know, that's what I think it should I, be. Yeah. I think it should be more about, okay, how, you make, how are you showing me that my child is set up? Because at the end of the day, all the food that they give you it was just at my mum's house. I mean, we all went there after the Literally, meeting. My mum was like, ah, the take yam, take all, all the dried thinking, fish, yeah? Yeah, take, yeah, what yeah, yeah. you set me up for like the first like few months in my house. But yeah, even still, mm-hmm. it's like that psychological trap of like, oh, it's food that you, you can have for your house, cook for your husband. I'm yeah. like, that's not for me what I think I is like, important yeah. in this day and age. I just think like our culture needs to like, it needs to move forward and not stay so fixed. I agree. I think it needs to take... Because for me, what makes it hard for me, especially around the whole marriage thing, like to figure out where I fall, is because I understand the principle Mm. of what they're trying to achieve. Mm. So I think our modern, like, you know, when we have our children, if we're able to, because, you know, a lot of our parents don't actually agree with some of these things. Or as you said, they don't know why they do it. But because there's one uncle somewhere, like your dad's brother's brother, and from the religious, the cultural trail like it would be an abomination if these things happen mm. that's what makes it difficult yeah but I think we need to look into like the principle so okay you're asking to bring yam what's the purpose of why they're to show xyz I okay, think so yam is actually else. for um what's that thing called fertility is it actually, yeah the thing, it's true it's for fertility really all of them actually to have twins have, like yeah something like I think if you okay. were to really look it up all of it's the same with the naming ceremony where they give you like I think it's like oil and sugar and all. Mm. like if you were to actually mm. look it up all of them really do have um, some represent some something. Kind of, yeah, significance. Of course. But whether or not it's relevant in this modern day society, the significance. That's my question. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it story. can still be significant, yeah. but we have to look, as you said, for a different way to yeah, represent I, I that. So, I okay, I want to show, I, you need to be able to show that you have finance, as a man, that you're going to marry my daughter, you have financial management skills. Bring us your bank statement or buy shares for my daughter. Or mm. even if it's five pounds, yeah, shares, no, I buy agree. shares in Amazon. So I think, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I agree. <laughs> Like, okay, you want to show that you can you can do leadership. Show us all the ways that you've you've been a leader and buy this for my daughter or like I get it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I just I just feel like all these things that we do, okay, cool. Like what has it shown? And for most of the group the grooms, it's their parents that buy it that's as it. well. So it's just kind of like Yeah, always what is. showing. <laughs> no, that's what I think. That's exactly what I think. So I think, you know, with culture it's is very important and as I said I love it and I, I always think about okay when I have my own kids how am I going to like pass it down like how am I going to do it in yeah. a way that you know they still feel Nigerian because I think that's so important but for them mm. to understand or for me to kind of figure out in my brain how I'm going to make it work for, for my family and and adapt yeah. it um yeah that, that... you've actually brought up a good point there because when you talk about kind of for your children mm. I have to then think of from my side as well. yes that was what I was going to say I'm going to be half that's what I was going to say half Ghanaian so yeah my yeah and I would talk a lot about how we're going to raise our children by grace and what kind of um wait what's sorry, that going on it's us right. I'm sorry Did it was us okay sorry I missed everything like, basically I'm sorry guys we were just yes, talking about kids okay. so I was just saying that um I need to start thinking about you know what how my, how we are going to bring our kids up in in a way that our culture um that is relevant to us and then Ori was saying even more so for her you can go you could go on Ori <laughs> yeah I got in on that sorry yeah so yeah what I was saying is because our children are going to be half British um, yeah. not British sorry half Ghanaian mm. and half Nigerian mm. but also growing up in the UK and black the culture that comes along with being black yeah. British if if mm. I can use that term I know some people don't like it but yeah and for us like we talk a lot about what elements or aspects of each culture we're going to bring and I know I feel like Eugene feels like and I don't know I could be wrong <laughs> yeah so he'll probably listen to this and then we'll have a conversation but I do feel like he mm. feels like where I'm Nigerian number one being Nigerian mm. is a, it's, it's got mm-hmm. such a strong culture there's so much um mm. like things like principles and things that we, we carry so that is number one and I don't necessarily think that he might feel like the aspects yeah. of Ghanaian culture are as strong but then number two, I'm because I'm the woman mm. and the mother and the wife. He tends to feel like they say that children tend That's to be culture, closer yeah. to their mother's side. And then on top of that, he is so proudly gone in. Like he has a massive gone in flag in oh, his car. Like I love like, it. So if you're driving behind him, you see that flag. Like even on our wedding day with his suit, he had a pin. Him and his best man, they're both gone. Like they're gone in. They had a, a Ghana flag oh. pinned to the lapel oh, of their blazer. Like, he's so yeah. 
proudly Ghanaian, which I love, and equally, I'm proudly Nigerian, and I think he worries about leaning the more. children maybe yeah. necessarily like kind of taking, yeah, leaning more towards Nigerian culture mm. because it's so uh-huh. strong and because I'm the mother. I guess those are conversations yeah. that we will need to have. Well, we have already, but I guess the practicalities we want to you know, like how are you guys navigating that? I have another question for you, um, or for like listeners, and then um, I wanted to kind of pivot the conversation again. So, I guess I'll ask my question and then off air. I don't know if you have anything. So, my question is for people that are currently in intercultural relationships, because I guess before you can get to an intercultural marriage, it starts off as a relationship. What would you say are some of the key principles yeah. or like things that you wish you did things that you did that worked well things that you did that you wish I oh, shouldn't have done like what advice would you give or things to consider would you give I would always say um if you're not interested in the person's mm. culture I would honestly tell you not mm. to bother like <laughs> if for example you're Caribbean and you know that you're not interested in in Dobalin for long for family members I would probably say like have those conversations mm-hmm. early on because if it's really important to your spouse you're either going to have to get on board and learn to love it or you're going to have to be not bother or you're going to have to have a conversation with your spouse and tell your spouse that he or she needs to be the one that is defending kind of your yeah. protector so if yeah so if there's certain things you don't want to do you need to make sure that your spouse is ready yeah. to defend you to, yeah. to their family mm-hmm. and he doesn't care because he needs to be yeah. able to be the one that's like she doesn't mm-hmm. want to do that she's not comfortable with it mm-hmm. and she's not going to do that and that's the end of it because when you're when it comes from your spouse there's nothing that the, the, the family can mm-hmm. do but when it comes from you it's because you might you're not nec- you're still mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. an in-law so to speak depending on how the family kind of treats their in-law be some, yeah. they might yeah they might be not be having that course. yeah so that's the number one but if you are if you know you want to do it for the long haul and for peace's sake Mm. personally for me i would say learn to love Mm. the culture the bits that you don't understand ask questions like why do we do this what is that okay if -hmm. there's anything you don't like speak up early if there's a a tradition that you don't like speak up but i would say learn to love it because i mean it's worked out really well for me we went to ghana at christmas and i literally was like my mom called me, she was calling me. <laughs> <laughs> I, went to Christmas. I stayed with his family, I Aww. ate their food. Like, and I mean, I met his, we went to his grandma's village, the village that his, mm. his mum was raised in. Like, like we were there for three days. Mm. Like, literally, I was immersed in that culture mm. and I really loved it. Oh, so I love that. I would say, learn yeah, to love it. I, I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, Opa, do you have another question? No, 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 like, we've covered it. My main thing was going to be yeah. about the kids and Ore asked, uh, uh, answered that perfectly. Oh, when we oh, when we get there, I will do. I will, we'll I would do another quiz on how. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and how <is> that quiz? <laughs> I would also add to the kids thing as well. One thing that I kind of have picked up from my in laws is like how much they value their culture. So I think when we do have children, it would be really important yeah. for me to make sure that those children know that they're not um I heard it at a marriage mm. conference thing I went to recently and it was a, a white English man and his wife was gone in and he was like they tell their kids that they're not half British and half gone in they're 100% gone no, in I and 100% British I mean so I wouldn't do that yeah. because there, mm. there really is genetics to it so you really are half and half yeah. but it's not like mm-hmm. one is more important than the other like and I think that will make the family mm. feel more comfortable as well I worry that my in-laws when we do have children, we worry that I, nice. I don't know, I might make the child too Nigerian. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually <laughs> yeah, so it's really important for me to like let them know that even though they make, they might make jokes and stuff, but I kind mm. of understand the undertone of that joke. And I'm like, okay, mental note. When we have children, they need to know I value that, their you know, culture. They're just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I. Mean, I, I no, I was just gonna say that's why I think it's just so important in your household to have that on lock because you know I always think mm-hmm. as well that like, even though my husband is you know we're both Nigerian I definitely think that the way that being Nigerian manifests itself is very different in different in, in, in our households like yeah um, I can exactly. see the differences clearly and we spoke about that in part of our marriage prep about how we're going to navigate that in our house but I just think when our kids go to their grandparents house whether it's my side or his side they're going to see different things we the, the core will be the same but they may see different variations so I just think it's really important um when you do get married mm-hmm. to be really like strong and set what that looks like in your household so that your kids know clearly this is what yeah. goes in our house goes our um, culture, and even though grandma yeah. does it this way or grandma on this side of it that way what my main daddy says is is fact um 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think definitely when you have kids, and that's why I just think with the having kids situation, like we can have another conversation about that. But I just think is there's so much that goes into it that people don't think about. Like <laughs> it's not just about mm-hmm. having a kid. You have yeah. to think about these things because you don't just want to go mm-hmm. with the flow. Because I think kids are growing up as you're going with the flow. So yeah, hundred percent. No, I agree. And I think one like huge like thing that I really want to highlight, and you just touched on it, is that intercultural marriages can be so grand like from let's say like a British person being with an Indian to an Indian being with somebody from um, Bangladesh let's say down to actually my like really minute stuff and minuscule stuff because actually it goes down in levels so there's the cultural there's the national there's the tribe that you're from and then there's your family like I feel every family has its own culture so you can be two Yoruba people two tree people two fancy people two Kenyan people from the same tribe but your cultures Mm -hmm. from your home are completely different so I think a lot of the principles that we discussed today like really really do still count and are really really important because for example Diola and I we're both Nigerian but our cultures are completely different because I'm British Nigerian where he's like Nigerian Nigerian because mm-hmm. I remember I was having a conversation with um someone from um Diola's side and it was like completely fine conversation and whatever and then when we finished the conversation the person said to me oh I just want to let you know that um, I know you weren't doing it to be rude but um it's it can be really deemed as like rude to look people in the eye when you're oh having people wow. when you're having a conversation with them before. neither had I so I was just kind of like, so we just do look on the floor wow. This is it. So I've heard of it in other cultures, but yeah. I was yet to hear it like within Nigerian. Nigerian culture. And then when Diola came over, they were like, Oh, you really need to be like you really need to like prep her, like and like mm. tell her these things. I think Diola was a little bit confused by this as well. But um it was just really like shocking to me because I was just kind of like, Oh my god, I was doing it to show that like yeah. I was engaged and like listening to what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for them, they were just like you were looking me like mortified, like ah. and I was just like raw, like oh oh my gosh or um you know just even down to like yeah like so for example like now planning the wedding like I know that there are things that you know not Diola's immediate family because his immediate family are like really progressive and like really great and like just fine but you know when you meet maybe certain aunties or certain uncles or like even certain people from like my family that Diola has met I've had to prep him like Mm. listen this is what my parents are like this but this is what they're likely to do or to say Mm. um like just you know or because of the British culture for example like we can sometimes be very like um overt in our speech Mm. like I've had to say to him like they might ask you this like don't feel uncomfortable just answer it like Mm. it's fine so I think it's so key like just having that communication and what you said as well or about just appreciating it like I found like sometimes Diola and I can be at loggerheads because even though I'm Nigerian I reject a lot of like things that Nigerians do and Mm -hmm. I think Diola he's just very like I can't wait for you to move here because I think it's going to give you a lot of yeah why some of the things are and enable you to have a better understanding mm-hmm. so i think we've yeah. been, we've all hit the nail on the head i think it's just key to just um help your partner whatever mm. whatever side you're on and i think already mm-hmm. you said it really clearly if you know you're not willing to you know you know take that culture on with both hands mm-hmm. then you probably need to question whether you should be there and then mm. if that person has made that decision i think you your per you, you the other person you know help your partner educate them because yeah. even mm-hmm. you know as i said joe and i are both nigerian but in terms of the way our parents are i'm very i remember very clearly like as we were kind of getting along the marriage prep and, and stuff like that we were doing a lot of family meetings we would kind of talk to each other and say okay my dad's a bit like this so if he does that don't worry or mm. you know to be like this so my dad knows that you're, you're you know you're you're listening or whatever and we both kind mm-hmm. of coach each other on, on both sides just mm-hmm. so it just it makes things a lot easier because I think exactly. you know you're married not just marrying this person you're marrying a whole family and whether mm. it's culturally or just how they do things on a day-to-day I think it's yeah. important to help your partner out because you know it just makes things easier I agree I agree and I think some of us sometimes come come at it from the wrong angle of like trying to change our parents yeah or our partners like yeah they're from here so you have to understand that they do this and like sometimes okay cool like depending on what your parents are like they might be like okay I understand a lot of times they'll just be like are you trying to tell me like for them the culture (laughs) is the biggest thing but they don't care where they're from they're just like and, and like 
our parents, you know, most of them are in their 50s, 60s. They're not going to change. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just the truth. (laughs) No, I have to shout out my mum for that because when when I was getting married, as much as I was like, she was very Nigerian, she did so well at like sort of <laughs> kind of being the bridge between mm-hmm. me and like my, the grandparents and my dad's yeah. side who were more traditional. She was very much able to be a bit more balanced and be like, yeah. where she needed to tell me, you need to shut up. She would tell me. Yeah. But equally, she kind of tried to make sure that we got what we wanted. Like she was, I have to give it to her because just in case she listens to this and she says I was Aww. unfair, she needs to shout out just for that. Oh, yeah, shout out always, mum. does. Because, yeah, shout out always. Her video even went viral. Oh, yeah. Her entrance into the, the wed- into the wedding went viral. So cute. I wanted to ask you guys um, a question about language. So, where, for example, both partners speak different languages or their family backgrounds speak different languages? Or did Eugene, did you think it was important to, for example, teach Eugene like some key phrases or anything like that? And like, vice versa did you feel that was necessary oh to be fair <laughs> Eugene always I must say Eugene is so much better at this than I am when it comes mm-hmm. to picking up the language like mm-hmm. he will like learn things he'll pick things up so quickly I don't know if that's mm-hmm. just because I don't know where the, he's just more immersed in Nigerian mm-hmm. culture than I was in Ghanaian culture mm-hmm. but he's very, very good at picking up the language and making the phrases like if mm. my mum or my grandma would say something when he's over like when he was used to come over when before we got married mm. he would remember it whereas I'm a lot Aww. more like when I he's his parents would just I'll go there and they'll speak to me in Sri and I'm just like uh what does that mean again I'm so <laughs> sad. like I need to do better I really want to do yeah. better at learning yeah. aspects of his language because I am a mess I'll be they'll be asking me something I'm answering a completely different question oh my god like, I'm so, oh, so cute. bad but um hopefully but, but that's cute, yeah, be balanced. <laughs> yeah yeah but that's cute though because does it mean like they speak to you sometimes they treat to be like okay like for you yeah to they'll, they'll yeah. that's nice like just like a normal conversation i'm just like huh <laughs> what's, that like, what's going on and i'll be looking at you like huh? whereas if my mom or grandma will speak to him in yoruba sometimes just like mm-hmm. she, like he will he will actually be able to make out exactly what it is that they're saying he's much yeah. better at, at doing that than i am i'm terrible yeah do you know do you know what though that's the same with my parents so like with my dad being yoruba my mom being Ibo my mum I just think she had a really easy ride like most people (laughs) always say to me no I'm not joking like most people always say to me like most people that marry Yoruba people can speak Yoruba at least try like the wife like will try and learn but like my mum never did and she like not that she never no she never really showed like she was just kind of like I'm Ibo in it so (laughs) (laughs) so like I mean (laughs) I mean now she's trying a little bit but like whereas my dad is proper like if someone's speaking Ibo like he can really get the gist of what's going mm-hmm. on like he'll even you know like he even knows like the terms like of to greet and whatever like he really like tries and like even in terms of bringing us up I think that thing is so key though as well about like the balance because or Oka will say like oh I'm like way more Ibo just because I don't even necessarily think I'm way more Ibo I just think I'm just not very Yoruba like in in that like for example, we weren't brought up to like kneel down mm. in our house. I learned that the hard way mm. because my dad was just kind of like, I'm married an Ibo woman, I'm happy with her, I don't really need to enforce. And my dad, my dad speaks Yoruba and stuff. He's only, I've only really, really realized how Yoruba he is like to, to the wedding stuff. Of course. I'm telling you, the way I found out about the importance of kneeling down was actually from an auntie that slapped me because. Eh? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that slapped me when I was really young because I didn't know that like I, I greeted her and that's why like when you were saying that thing about you know I'm a polite I know I'm a polite child wait for some people yeah polite, polite is like, different I, yeah polite is different like I literally was just like oh good afternoon auntie whatever and she literally slapped me to the ground sorry people who people who slap other people's kids or even put their hands on yeah, kids, you were actually like, mad you need yeah, to go and yeah, ask for the difference you need to actually stop that <laughs> yeah, really if somebody do. beat my child yeah I'm, like, I'm, I don't care was. if you're my friend or not I'm yeah gonna, no. Don't touch yeah, my child. That's it. Do that. That's it. That's it. You can, can tell my child off, but don't don't yeah. touch them. No, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to touch them. Yeah, in fact, don't. and I always say, like, if you don't beat my child, because the truth is, by the time you've reported them to me, the beating I'll give yeah. them, they'll wish you beat exactly. them. Because exactly. me, I'll be beating you for the fact that somebody else had to tell honestly. you. Honestly. Exactly. And then you did it. Honestly. Like, that's two levels of beating. But yeah, like that was how I found out that you like had to kneel down. Like that was, that was it. And it never left my mind. So I remember meeting like Gabby's parents. So like Gabby is like my longest friend. Um, she's Ghanaian. And I remember meeting her parents and I 
went all the way to the floor and I remember her sister laughing at me and was like you don't need to bow down we're Ghanaian <laughs> like, bow down like, I was like yes yeah, bow down like, to bow down we're Ghanaian and I was like girl you don't know what I've been through honestly now, you would, hmm, let me be extra listen, I'm on the literally I will be on the floor like if I have to so yeah that's that man I love it. You learn it the hard way, but you will never forget. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that, you know, and I, I think that just goes to show that it is different. Like, it, like in your you know, your Nigerian, your parents are Nigerian, like, yeah. they're Nigerian mm-hmm. through and through, but you didn't even know that, that was a thing, you know? Yeah, so exactly. I definitely think that, you know, this this whole key thing about it being different in each household is real. Yeah. So um, we need to... Same with even the language. Yeah. I just need to shout out, because I have one auntie. Well, her brother is married to a Ghanaian and he's Yoruba. And this mm. lady, she said she's gone in. She told me she learned like she can speak Yoruba like through and through. She said she would go out for dinner with her husband's mm. family and they will all sit there speaking Yoruba. Wow. She said for like a year, she just used to sit there. Then she was like, I'm tired of this. She said she sat mm. down and watched Nollywood and she taught herself how to speak Yoruba. Now wow. she speaks it so fluently. When wow. I heard that, I was like, Yo, I need to start watching some garlic. No. But then I was like, this is not who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Can you speak Yoruba, yeah, right? I can, but my Yoruba, my accent's terrible. Like, I have a very good understanding of it. And I can speak it. Like, yeah. sometimes you'll hear me speaking it, but um, yeah, I'm not that great. <laughs> like, you wouldn't volunteer yourself. No. Like, I will represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of sentences, you hear me. Sometimes you'll hear me when I'm speaking to my friends who are Nigerian. If I forget mm. the English word for something, I might say the Yoruba word. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not doing sentences together like fluently yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no I hear you and that's so that's so funny like that she's a good sport though because you know some people would be really offended yeah I think I like your family know I'm here why are they only yeah, speaking no. like if they can like, speak English but the way rude, but... <laughs> yeah yeah but the way some people see it is listen if you're coming to our home our family you need to adapt to how we do things like that's very high level though ah some people are like that so <laughs> That's very high level though. Can you imagine like you only speak English and you know the family can speak English and when you come around, they're just like... But you know what though? Do you know what though? I think like, I always hear people say it who like speak different languages that us people that we speak English are very spot. We just think everyone should speak English. Yeah, true. Us two, two, we should learn learn other languages. 100%, 100%. And I believe that with travel as well. Like I believe like, you know, you should learn a few phrases and whatever else. But my thing is, if you can speak English, like surely pull me to the side and be like, see, you need to be let, because I agree that when you marry into a different culture or whatever and that's what my mum that's why my mum kind of said to us like listen you lot need to start learning like key phrases in Europe because otherwise someone can sell you yeah. and you won't even know <laughs> so I agree that you need especially you because need your daddy's be, but so your surname is Europe like, people will assume you're Europe yeah my surname's Europe as well yeah if, if you don't know that quickly they will finish you <laughs> They will. Yeah, literally, literally, like they will just finish you. So I mean, yeah, it is a thing. Like I don't mind like the mom like pulling me to the side and being like, "See, it's time that you start to learn and she'll yeah. be teaching you small, small." But please, like, be doing something English for me. Yeah, that's yeah, just don't me in a particular way. I can't actually understand what's going on. That's too much. <laughs> that is oh, too much. That is. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. But um. But yeah, man. It's mad though, because I feel like even for us, like we both school, I speak Yoruba. Joe has come a very long way <laughs> because we, we've been speaking together for the past five years. And it's actually really good now compared to when mm. he was like at the beginning. But the, mm-hmm. the mad thing is that like our parents don't really speak. Like my parents, they do, but like predominantly it's English. And mm. they will say like the phrases here and there. So I'm really thinking about my kids, like they need to speak Yoruba. Yeah, like, that's, they need to, that's... It needs to be embedded in their brains. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the same yeah. conversation that we've had to have because I'm like, I really want my children to understand Yoruba because I love yeah. understanding Yoruba. Mm. If I'm out with my mum, we want to talk about yeah. Yoruba. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Also, I really want them to understand Yoruba because that's just as much their culture as Yoruba will be. So we've had those conversations mm. that I'm going to be able to speak both languages. How you both have to speak work? it to them. I've heard. Yeah. So I've seen people, you know, you have, I mean, I'm quite obsessed with languages anyway. So when mm. I, I watch things about how people teach their kids, you just have yeah, to speak to do. them. Like, literally, mm. English. You be, you both speak English. You'll be speaking Yoruba. He'll speak in Chui, and you just mix it, and they will know it more than you. Trust yeah, me. They exactly, know exactly. And then just dump. Yeah, I said I'm going to go. Wow. I only speak so them in Chui when they're with my class. Yeah, yeah. Because 
I mean, me and my husband between us, our Europe, he understand. We both understand our languages really well, but our speaking is mm. is rocky. Like, yeah, it's, it's difficult. And yeah. someone was saying, no, my manager actually, her husband is French. She's she's British, and she said that she learned French through her kids. So when they first mm. got together, like it was kind of like she knew the words here and there, and they both made a vow that okay, our kids must speak French fluently. So then mm. obviously the husband would just speak to the kids fluently, um, mm. all the time, like. French, 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 and then her kids started speaking, like teaching her, because when they, mm. when they, when they were growing up, they would say things in half French, half English, and then she just picked it up, and now she's like, Whoa. yeah. So oh, it works. It really, yeah, yeah it really, really works. Thing. It works. Well, your t- kids can really teach you because I have a cousin that's Nigerian, but they grew up in Italy. So when they first moved, the dad was in Italy first, so he could speak Italian, but he's Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And then the kids are were well, obviously grew up in Italy, so they're fluent. But the mum was always the struggle bus boy. <laughs> like she, she <laughs> would just be finding it hard to rope sentence. So they had to teach her, and they would, you know, like if they go out and she'd want to say something, like she'd be struggling to put the sentence, and they'd be like, "No, mum, say it like this." <laughs> now she's fluent. <laughs> now she's fluent in Italian. So. Yeah. It works, honestly. Yeah, man. I can still learn trees. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, you can. Your kids will be telling you. You'll be like, mommy, no, that's not how you say it. (laughs) Yeah, that's not how you say it. It's like this. I'm like, yeah. It's it's the Nigerian. It's the the, um, arrogance of us. We'll just be like, how dare you tell me how to say it? Exactly. (laughs) You know, do you? You can't speak to your dad. No, we need to humble ourselves. We need to humble ourselves. Oh, my days. Yeah, we actually, we actually really need to. But I've been telling my mum, like, the kids have to understand Yoruba and Yoruba, so we're just going to be dumping them, like, yeah, like, with you and dad. Yeah, literally it. So do we have any final final thoughts for our listeners? Aura, where can they find you on social media? Do you want Yeah, to- no, sure, of course. Aura well, really, Aura's really popping up. So t- I Aura, Aura Aura today. I was like, uh-uh. Aura. I was trying to what like someone texted you, did you say? No, someone quote tweeted you that like like one of Joe's friends, and I was like, How the hell did Everybody, they know Aura? Aura's bait. Everyone knows Aura. In a good way. I'm not bait. Yes, me and my five hundred. Miss, Miss Aura. If I say Miss Aura, they Everybody know you are. Miss Aura underscore AD. Please, I have like five hundred Twitter followers. I am not bait. There's people out here with like seventy two k. That's true, but I think it's <laughs> no. I think it's that you know people that know people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you're next. <laughs> Anyway, to be fair, Joe's friends that makes sense because I think he's from like Essex and I've, yeah, I know some is. people that know him, so that does actually make okay. sense. Oh, right. But cool, anyway, cool, cool. my socials are <laughs> at Miss, which is M S underscore O R E. So that's at M S underscore O R E. Perfect practice, girl. <laughs> that's where you can find you everywhere yeah yeah on twitter and instagram it's the same so it's the same handle perfect and did you did you plug your podcast yeah real talk real walk at rtrw i think it's actually i don't think that's the full um i'm not gonna lie i don't know the social medias but if you follow me i've had them on my bio so you can find them that way i think it's at rtrw underscore podcast on twitter and at real talk real walk on instagram but I could be wrong. Yeah. And she's no, but she's been a great addition. She adds a female perspective, which is real nice. Oh, so thank you, girl. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for joining us. Amazing. Thank okay. you. We're well, probably gonna get you on for something else, actually. What did you say? Okay. We're probably gonna get her on for another topic. Yeah, so don't worry. We are. Um, <laughs> this is the last of Miss Ore. You'll be hearing more of Ore. Ore, um, Ope, please can you plug us? Why don't you do it for <laughs> Okay, fine. I'll take you Instagram. You can oh, find what us. She knows. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening to our episode. You can find us. I'm going to take the Instagram. Office is going to take the rest. You can find us on Instagram at everything in between official. Yes. Um, it just says everything in B4. Every time I say that, uh, it just cringes me out. Anyway, um, and our email is everythinginbetween.contact at gmail.com. Yeah, man. Tell us, tell us if you're in an intercultural marriage relationship tell us your tell us your situation your story your experience and also what you've learned yeah what you've learned what what we said that was complete rubbish what we said that was yeah, helpful um, <laughs> i know they will tell me what if what i said was rubbish because even on my pod people tweet me like i don't agree with that girl i don't know why sis was trying to force it so they will tell uh, me really wow <laughs> you've already got thick skin though i love that because i can't i don't know what i would do if i was don't that's the thing i tell people don't drag me i try to be very very careful about what i'm saying and what i'm yeah, tweeting oh, if you don't oh. like it just dm me i will delete it okay i always know when people have had that experience because they always say before they say anything like please this is my opinion yeah, yeah i don't know i like, came on real pc at the beginning like yeah. <laughs>
this is just what I think. They thought all the Nigerians oh, were like, how can no. she say that? They were stereotypical. I, I'm just uh, my everybody, we've just given our opinion. You're free to give yours as well. Engage with yes. us. Engage exactly. With us. And if you are a wedding vendor or somebody in the wedding or relationship business sector and you have any products or any services that you'd like for us to try out or to um, promote, though we won't promote anything that we haven't tried out, um, yeah, like hit us up in our email that was given to you by Ope. Amazing. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Bye. 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 Bye.